welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button, um, follow where it on Apple and iTunes. Um, if you could leave a review there, that'd be awesome. And uh, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, check out all the other videos. Um, appreciate everybody that watches or listens. Uh, some of the numbers have gone up, especially on YouTube. So greatly appreciate that because we're trying to get this as big as we possibly can. Um, it is a little bit all over the place. There's videos for everybody, but please check out the playlists, all that good stuff. Um, this episode is going to kind of reflect on what makes us want to coach. And it's going to be about personally me, but what really makes us coach a video that I did talked about loving your athletes and being there for your athletes. I personally loved, um, the numbers may not show that, but I personally loved talking about that. Um, it's stuff that I've been thinking about, and this is stuff that is I've been thinking about and to get the thoughts out there. So what makes us want to coach? Because coaching is crazy. It's absolutely nuts, um, especially if you're a multi-sport coach. If you're doing football, basketball, basketball, baseball, football, track, anything else. I do football, basketball, and baseball. I do the trifecta. So what makes us want to coach? And I, I hinted on it before. I think you have to first love the sport that you're coaching. This is no offense to athletes. This is no offense to parents. I know for me, I would not be coaching if I didn't love the sport. Um, I've coached football, basketball, track, and baseball. And I enjoy football. I enjoy the X's and O's. I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy everything around it. I enjoy basketball because it's different. It gives a different tone. It's you're constantly coaching while you're on the sideline and it's a, a different game and similar at the same time. I love track because I loved the technique of coaching throwers and shot put and disc. I enjoyed all of that. I enjoy the difference in it. I enjoy the different approach to it. Loved it. And then I started coaching baseball and I love the mental part of baseball because there is technique to it. There's technique to swing and there's technique to throwing people out. There are scheme to it. But I loved the communication with players. And I love the game and I love the mental part of it because it's huge. You strike out a couple of times. Well, mentally, how do you bounce back from that? Those type of things. But I, unless I enjoy it, I am not going to do it. Now, the other reason why why we want to coach, obviously, is because you're looking to help kids and the athletes. Now, if I didn't enjoy the, the sport, I would do something completely different to see if I cannot help the athlete or the kid, or I just wouldn't be involved at all. But I knew from an early on age that I was going to coach. I was freshman in high school, 15, 15 years old, and I knew. I knew right then. I was going to be put on this earth, if you believe in any of that, to coach. And I knew the older I got, the more I would do it. Now, one of the first reasons as to why we want to coach is, well, when you're that young, you're thinking, well, I want to be around sports. That's all I know. I watch my head coach. I love what he's doing. That's what I want to do. And then the older I got, 16, 17, 18, realized what effect they he would have and these coaches on the athlete, the kids, and really what my football coach was doing for me 
And for me personally, now I know people that didn't like the head football coach. I know people personally that don't stand him to this day. And I'm sure I have athletes that I've coached that don't like me at all to this day um, for reasons that I won't know. But the reasons why we coach is because we want to make sure that athletes are put into a position of success. They're put into a position to grow and be a better person than you. It's an extension of being a parent, which I am not. I am not a parent. I don't have kids. So I consider every season that those kids are like my kids. And then I have conversations with parents and you get a vibe or they tell you exactly what their kid needs. And so you become an extension of that. One of the things I always hear parents say is, well, I want my kid to have it better than I did. That's the goal is to have it better than I did and provide. Well, as a coach, you're doing the same thing. You're trying to have them win more games, win more matches, anything than what you did when you played. You are trying to make sure that they are in a position to be a better person than you. You're in a position because you want them to make better decisions than you. You don't want them in situations that you might have put yourself in. Or maybe you were put in good spots because your coach was doing those things. So you want to continue that and say, well, I want to make sure that these kids and these athletes are put into positions to do well. So that's part of the reason why I think for me personally, like what makes us want to coach? Well, my head football coach did those things for me. And I knew that sports, I'm, you know, a shy person that got me out of my shell. I created friendships and sports is crazy. There's people on the football team or basketball team I played with that I probably have not talked to since I was 19 and I'm now 32. If they were to call me today, I'd probably talk to them for an hour. Like, it's crazy that that's what sports does. And it could be people that I didn't hang around with. Like, yeah, I maybe was around them with other people, but did not hang out with them alone. Um, it, sports, why do we coach? To make good decisions. To tell these kids to be around like-minded individuals. Don't be around anything bad. Don't put yourself in situations, especially if you have goals. Now, if you have no ambition to go to college, which is fine. You have no ambition to play college sports. That's fine. But if you have these ambitions and these goals and your parents have the same ones and they're supporting you and not putting all this pressure on you, but this is what you want to do. You want to make sure that they're doing better than you. You want to make sure that they're having everything. And you want to make sure that they're taken care of and doing the best I can, whether it's from personal experiences or not. And one personal experience for me was my sophomore year, my uncle, who was my mom's brother, was diagnosed with colon cancer, was going through chemo, everything that you're going to do. My He played high school football at the same high school I was going at, you know, playing football. He was very happy about it. Um... I think it was the spring of my sophomore year or going to the summer of my junior year. They said he was fine. You know, they always say that like he's in remission, the cancer's gone, everything else. And then going into fall camp, two a days back in the day, it had come back. It came back with a vengeance. And so we're going into the season. We're two or three games in. It's bad. It's getting worse. And it came down to a point where it wasn't. If he was going to go, it was a matter of when. You know, it bothered my mother, 
And so it bothers me, of course. And so my mind wasn't all there as a junior in high school. You know, your mind's kind of scattered brained a little bit, but sports was the way to get out of it. Me and my head coach communicated. He communicated to the other coaches, my offensive line coach, everything else. And there was a game. I'm starting left tackle. There is a game that we should probably be winning by a lot just by um, principle of the players we had, the program we had versus their program. No offense to them because their coaches were doing the best they could. But at that point in the season, we should be winning. But I think we were only winning like (sighs) – my mind's going 14 to nothing. It's 14 to nothing. And we had a rule that when you come off the field going into our locker room at halftime, you kept your helmet on. And that way nobody has the opportunity to hit you with something or do anything like that. Not that it would. It's a small town, very small town. Like, that's not going to happen. But we go in, and we have lockers where you could sit, like a chair's in there. You could pull the chair out, sit in the locker. You could put the helmet above. It has a, a lock above it. My locker was to the left. It's probably six to eight down. I had my helmet on. We turned the corner. I'm not even to the locker room. I've barely unbuckled my helmet. All of a sudden, the offensive coordinator comes busting in and is just yelling at us about why, what, like, what's been going on with the offense. Why are we only up 14 points? We're only up 14 nothing. We need to be up 28 nothing, 30 nothing. Like, this is the type of mentality we had. And is just yelling, yelling, yelling. He comes over to me and starts yelling and says, The reason why we're not up by more points is because of you. Now, I'm a starting left tackle. You don't, first of all, you don't blame any kid for not being up, but then to blame an offensive tackle, like that's crazy. So he starts yelling about why it's, it's big on me, why we're not up and everything else. And before any word could get out of my mouth to defend everything, he then says, I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what's going on with any family member hinting at my mom's brother who was dying. It was going to be a matter of not if, but when. So then before I could really do what I wanted to do as a 16, 17-year-old kid, I see a hand come flying over, grabs this guy, and throws him. It's the head football coach that throws him and says, get your ass in that office. You will never speak to a player like that ever again. Get in that coach's office. And he throws him into that coach's office, and they go in there, and they go at it. And the offensive line coach comes over and talks to me. I had some players come over and talk to me. And shortly after that game, mom's brother passes away. Um, Funny note, I have a Live Strong band. I was wearing this when he passed, and I've never taken it off. I was a junior in high school, 16, 17 years old, and I'm 32. Still got it. And... I had thought about it as I was not quite at that moment, but as you're going to coach and you go, there are coaches like that that treat players like that. Like how can you go up to a kid that's 16, 17 years old and you don't care about what they're going through? You don't care that someone in their family is dying. And athletes are getting treated that way. Kids are getting treated that way. And so I knew, I said, okay, I got to make sure that that never happens. I got to make sure that kids are loved. And yeah, I'll be tough on them. If they don't like me after that, 
fine. We don't have to speak ever again. But I'm going to treat you guys the same. And if you have the same ambitions as I do and can see where I'm going, you're going to get more out of me. And I'm going to make sure that coaches that I'm around don't do that to you. My head coach came up to me and said, he's not going to talk to you again. Like, you're going to report to me and the offensive coordinator. And that's another part that I knew that my head coach, you know, was there for me. And he may, and, and other players are going to say different, but we all have different experiences. And I'm sure there's players I've had that said, this guy was out to get me. Like, you're going to have that. But if you could know deep down in your heart that you're going to be there for those kids and make sure they're treated right and not treated like that is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And so that's another reason why me personally, I coach is to make sure that there's, you know, there's somebody there that will fight for you if you need them to. There's somebody there that's going to make sure that you're treated right. And there's somebody there that, even if they're a jerk to me at the end of the day, can do something to prove that they care. And I carry that story around and, uh, It just, it bothers me because of what happened, but also bothers because <laughs> there's coaches like that out there that for, for little kids, for high school, it's crazy. Um, so what makes us want to coach? Well, you have to enjoy being around kids. You want them to be better than you. You want to make sure they're not making the same decisions. I tell kids all the time, don't end up like me. Don't take school the way, like approach school the way I approach school. Don't. Um, put yourself in positions if you go to college of being in debt, get academic scholarships, get athletic scholarships. Don't be like me. Don't copy homework. Don't do these things. Don't make these decisions. Um, be a good person. Um, you know, and that's another reason is to make sure they don't end up like, I always tell, I told a couple, don't end up like me. And one questioned me, what do you mean don't end up like you? Well, just trust me. I, I like coaching. This is what I meant to do. But don't end up like me. I want you to be better. I want you to have a big house. I want you to have a pool. Don't forget about Coach Steve when you get the pool. Have a big family. Have a car, this big car, everything else. So just don't end up like Coach Steve. That's what I always tell them. Um, so coaches always want, you know, always reflect on what makes us want to coach. If you want to get into coaching and you're a kid, just think about those things. What makes us want to coach? Um, that wraps up this thought that I had for coaches on this episode. Like and subscribe to YouTube channel, of course. Follow and rate Apple and iTunes. Leave a comment, comment section down below. Follow, you know, check out all the affiliates, all the good stuff. Um, so thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve, and I'll see you guys on the next one.